0: Fourth loss in five games for the Phoenix Suns. They lose at the Pelicans. First game of two against the Pelicans, both in New Orleans. They lose by a final score of 128 to 117. And Matthew, all is not right in Suns Land, my friend. All is not right in Suns Land.
1: No, it's Bummerland right now, for sure. Like these these Suns are going through a weird time uh everyone kind of seems like they are in a different dimension they think you know Chris Paul comes back everything be okay it doesn't look okay Chris Paul looks good nothing else yeah. looks right though everything is just fucking fishy right now dude
0: all those little things aren't working out for the Phoenix Suns all the loose balls don't go their way every whistle you know it's going to be on the Suns and it's been like this for about a week now and it's yeah. really interesting because you know we're, we're going we're gonna to really see what the Phoenix Suns are made of. And I was hoping we were going to see what the Phoenix Suns were made of tonight as they went up against the New Orleans Pelicans, hoping that there would be some semblance of a fight. And in the fourth quarter there was because the team was nuclear from beyond the arc. But outside of that, this entire game, you're watching it and you're going, the Pelicans are easily a better team than us. And I think we can both. Yeah, say
1: that. yeah, absolutely. If this was a series, it'd be over in five or six games. Uh, mm-hmm. Pelicans way um they look good the pelicans do um we knew it was gonna be a tough game and honestly i thought it was over by the third quarter when they went up 14 i was like yes. this game's over there's no way but chris paul was miraculous lee actually was hitting some threes they let him shoot this game unlike last game i feel like he wasn't really involved so mm-hmm. we got back in it man but they couldn't figure it out that chemistry defensively was nasty i mean i know zion's good but come on you got to figure something out when alvarado's trying to screen your ass like what the fuck are you doing, dude?
0: i'm okay with that eight and one you know i mean at that point every whistle was going against the phoenix suns and there was one play where alvarado sent a screen zion dunked and some people on twitter were saying just that they're like well why is da not fighting through that why why would you at that point every time i mean there's that one play where da's down on the block he's got alvarado on him and alvarado just falls down it looked like he'd been shot yeah yeah You know they didn't call a foul on that one, but that's how he plays the game. Is he flops in every way, shape, or form? It's really tough. In one week's time, we're going to get Luka Doncic and two games of Alvarado. Like it's frustrating to watch that kind of basketball. So on that particular play, I wasn't frustrated with the effort of DeAndre. But we're going to talk about that, yeah, we will, and and much more on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast, brought to you by the the Basketball Podcast Network. Thank you for hanging out with us. We truly appreciate it. If you're watching along live on YouTube, of course, hit that thumbs up. If you're listening, please subscribe, rate, review. Give us one of those five-star reviews on whatever platform you are uh, listening to this content on. But it's time to talk about this game. Time, time to, to break it down in every way we can. Matthew, what are
1: you drinking tonight? Uh, Some water, man. I'm so sorry. You know what, Jamsters? I do apologize. I will go to the Circle K and grab a six-pack sometime. When's
0: the last time you had a beer on this podcast? I don't
1: know. I think it was probably when we were in the finals two years ago. Bullshit. Before this season (laughs) began, you're like, I'm going (laughs) to have a beer. I'm committed to you, Jamsters. I'm going to drink a
0: beer every single game. And after you went through a six-pack, it was like, I'm just going to drink some water. We we need to be drinking right now, man. The suns suck. Yeah, I should be.
1: I should be. I should be. You need a bottle of red wine. One after another. Even wine something. Some CBD drinks. Something. Just a a bottle of red wine.
0: All right. Just just be real with it. I'm going to pop open. uh, It's a pint, I think, of uh, it's called Alvarado Floppers. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, Dr. Floppers, Alvarado floppers. Do, Do, Dr. Alvarado floppers. So pop them if you got them, Suns fans. We need a drink after this one. Yes. So let's talk about everything that happened again between the Suns and the Pelicans on this Friday evening. I think the best place to start with this podcast there's like 10 different ways i've been trying to think how do i want to talk about this suns versus the pelicans game which is pretty impressive to think of 10 different ways considering we're going live directly after the game I, i sat around while i was watching this game different phases different things about both teams that i've noticed but i'll bring up this question to start matthew i got to ask Matthew, seen as you are a basketball savant, a basketball ex- expert, if you will, and somebody who is an expert shooter
1: of the basketball, what's wrong with Devin Booker, man? So, well, I thought after last game, I thought there was an injury. I thought he really did tweak his ankle. I think it was the game before last, right? Or was it in the third quarter of last game? It was early, I think, Two last Two games ago, game. it was it was against the Mavs when he tweaked that in. Yeah, so I thought it was that. Um, but the way he looks on the court right now is like something else is on his mind. He looks like he is not – he's not obviously – the chemistry – with him in the, the offense is not there. Um, a lot of what he's trying to do out there right now is trying to get himself back in the game. So I'm not saying he's playing selfish basketball, but the way he's actually trying to get his shot to go down, knowing that it's not going down right now, we're playing a Pelicans team. We need to bounce back. We need a big victory. And he's trying to get a shot off when he's kind of just missing Aiden. Aiden's there, not giving him the ball. It's a little bit selfish. And you can see out there, it's, is it a pity party? something's up with him he might be injured it's always like an injury it's always something Mm -hmm. we never know about but right now he looks like he is just not thinking about the game he's thinking about other things back home he's thinking about whatever i'm not saying but the breakup or whatever but there's something on his mind he does not look the same and i've seen him go through slumps before not like this this is something different just like Mm -hmm. the way he was playing before the slump never seen that kind of book he was playing sorry i didn't (laughs) i thought you i thought you were pausing no go ahead go ahead
0: big dick booker how rude of me Continue. no it's
1: okay no it's fine man i need, I need, some, I need to wake <laughs> me up a little bit there you go um dude i i think that there's something else on his mind but for him to actually kind of be selfish tonight in a way to try to get a shot off i thought a few times other than finding teammates i didn't like that i didn't want to see that because what he was trying to do was kind of take out of the take the Suns out of the game. Chris Paul is the only one that can get him back into the game. Booker trying to find a shot, is something I'm always looking for. But right now, man, we got, just got to get a victory. This team chemistry is really mm-hmm. bad. Every, everybody knows how bad the Suns are playing right now, and everybody else was doing a decent job offensively. Give them a shot. It wasn't your night again tonight. So take the night off. But he didn't. He tried kind to of force too much. I feel like tonight.
0: I think that's a good way to put it. He forced too much. And I was thinking about this as a lot of. Suns fans were during this game. Is this something injury-based? As you mentioned, tweaked the ankle a couple games ago. Looked like it was a pretty bad tweak, but he's a he's a young guy. He's in shape. He takes care of his body. And he played through it. And then you, you see the last game, but that doesn't negate how cold he was in the first quarter against the Mavericks. And then you look at last game, and he was just horrible. And you look at this game, and the final stat line uh for, for Devin Booker tonight. Again, going into New Orleans and having a very, very rough first half. I think he was 2 of 10 in the first half. But he ends with a total of 14 points on 5 of 17 shooting. 17 shots turned 14 points. He was 2 of 8 from beyond the arc. He had the 7 assists. He had the 2 rebounds. He had 3 turnovers. That's what caught my eye was the turnovers. There was, there was that one yeah. play late in the game where he threw that interception like he was Kirk Cousins over the middle and then boom Zion Williamson grabs it runs down dunks it and if you, if you watch on that play it looked like he he was he was he, he was favoring something but that being said if your ankle hurts that doesn't that doesn't take away your ability to see the floor and that's what we saw hmm. tonight we saw as as you mentioned little ball hogness some forced passes some bad passes some turnovers some instances where it almost seemed like he was freezing DeAndre Ayton out in an effort to try to get himself going. Something's going on there, and I don't know what exactly it is. If, if people want to go, hey, he's injured. D-Book's injured. Again, that's fine, but he's he's mentally injured right now. Because De- DeAndre Ayton had plenty of opportunities in this game. And the Suns, and Devin Booker primarily, even and Chris Paul too, they, they weren't getting him the ball. I mean there was like three times where they did exactly what they wanted. They switched got Alvarado on Aiden, and they just passed it around the perimeter away from DA and DA's like so he's trying to present himself on the other side and they pass it back around and it's like I felt bad for the guy.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah. you know
0: and and it was Devin Booker primarily who just wasn't executing this offense. So something's going on no. right now. Something's going on with D-Book, man. And you could say the Kendall thing and you know he broke up dude he went out and dropped like 51 he had 44, he had 40, 40, 40 twice, yeah. 51, and that was after the breakup, quote unquote. So it's like you can't sit there and say all of a sudden he's just like, and maybe he is, I don't know. Maybe it's like a week later, he's like, yeah, I don't need that girl. And then like a week later, he's like, yeah, I do.
1: And I'm sad. I but, don't know. But it is sad though, even watching him try to like get through defenders on the, the pick and roll, like he's having a hard time keeping the dribble alive. These defenders are getting at him. There's mm-hmm. something they're watching him that he's been doing the past few games where. There's just something that the coaches are telling the defenders, like, hey, look at this next time. Because I feel like every time he has a pick and roll or something, and he tries to like move it through a, through a screen or something, mm-hmm. the guys are getting it. The guys are like poking it away. He's turning the ball over, like those passes are bad too. But he's playing like he's in a different dimension right now, where it as bad as it looks, it looks like he's like that guy that we did draft, but he's just a bust, right? He's yeah. like the other he's like his teammates from the second year that are just not in the league anymore. That's how bad he's looking out there. And of course there's no knock on book and the respect we have for him, but his game is just so bad right now where we're losing like tonight's game. We would have won if we would have had a decent book game, but exactly. we had a terrible book game. So that's what cost us really. In the end, we can talk about eating everybody else, but if we just have a good book game, and an efficient game, not saying go score 40, just don't turn the ball over make a few shots more here or there. We would have won this game, I feel like. Yeah,
0: it's almost like we have alternate universe uh, Devin Booker, right? The multiverse yeah. Booker is out there. And all of a sudden, it's like he popped through and he's just like, hi, I'm the guy who <laughs> who got drafted 13th overall and never made it. But somehow here I am. And I'm, oh, you're going to give me the ball and you <laughs> want me to shoot a bunch? Okay. And brick, 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 uh, yeah. brick. So again, it's, it's alternate universe. Booker, We're not seeing any efficiency from him in any way, shape, or form. He's not passing the ball efficiently. And this is three consecutive games. And what worries me more than anything is these are against quality competition. These are teams that when you go to the playoffs, you're going to run into one of these teams. So this is an opportunity to try to impose your will, show everybody how good you are. It's like once all that MVP thing, all the MVP talk started, he just he he hasn't played well since he got player of the month. He's yeah. like cool, and he just just sucks. Isn't that crazy? In. It's yeah, insane. player of the
1: month. It's like what an what an award to win, and then you just you're complete dumpster fire. And it, he'll get out of it, of course. It always of evens course. out. But this is something different. Something, especially with the rest of the team, everything just looks really fucked right now.
0: It does. It's not just him. It's kind of everybody. Uh, Luke Carter in the chat, doppelganger Devin. You know, Brunus ninety two, Barkley and Space Jam. It's like yeah, the. You know, the the Monstars took his powers or something. And and you're right. Booker will snap out of this, but at what point? Because right now, with this loss, the Phoenix Suns are now the third best team in the Western Conference. They are a half game better than the Denver Nuggets right now. They're one ahead of them in the win column, right? They're a game better than the fifth overall Sacramento Kings. And they're a game and a half better than the Utah Jazz. And, and the Dallas Mavericks are seventh, and they're charging up the standing. So you fall into that seven zone, you fall into that play-in <laughs> zone. And I know that we're a quarter of the way through the season. The Suns have played 26 of their 82 games, right? If you're, if you're a math whiz and you're sitting there and you're doing that in your head, that puts the Suns at 31.7% of the way through the season. But that we're almost a third of the way through. Yeah, we're the third seed, but we're we're trending downwards right now. People aren't buying stock right now in the Phoenix Suns, and they're not buying stock in the way that Devin Booker's playing. And he's fall, I guarantee he's falling a lot of off of a lot of those first team and second team ballots. I'll tell you who I felt yeah. had a good game, and I'd be interested to see how, how you feel. Was was DeAndre Ayton, man? Watch. Twenty-five and fourteen for DeAndre Ayton. He was 11 of 15 from the field. He also had a steal, a block, a couple assists as well. I thought DeAndre Ayton played absolutely fantastic in this game. Again, you go on Twitter and everyone's frustrated that he didn't fight through an Alvarado screen after they blown <laughs> <had> blown <30-30 laughs> on the Phoenix Suns. And if you look in the second half, I mean, the, the way that they were calling that second half, and, and don't get me wrong, like the New Orleans Pelicans... They forced the issue in this game, that's for sure. But there was also a lot of ticky-tacky fouls in there. And if, you, and if you look at the second half alone, the New Orleans Pelicans were 12, or I'm sorry, 21 of 27 from the free throw line. The Suns were 2 of 4. And that's because they forced the issue. So, like, I'm not going to get pissed off at DeAndre Ayton for not fighting through an Alvarado screen. He he was doing everything else that he could. He can't, again, he can't pass the ball. I'll talk about Tory Craig in a minute. But never throw another fucking entry pass, Torrey Craig, because you fucking suck at it.
1: Yeah. um, Okay. Well, the Alvarado thing, I only understand it because I was frustrated. I was frustrated because the way – what happened after? Him and Craig were talking. It seemed like Craig in the fourth quarter was kind of ignoring Aiden. Aiden was trying to tell him things, and he was just walking around him, dude. Did you see that? Yeah. That was something that was happening. So Craig was kind of probably annoyed because Aiden, every time he would get beat, he's like, Where's everybody at? Where's everybody at? Yeah. So my only thing is like, it's like, all right, Aiden, this is Zion. All right. What do you guys want us to do with that fucking race car? Did you hear that?
0: Yeah. Why is there always what? race cars outside of your, I know that if you're watching on YouTube, you probably don't hear, it, but like when you got Dude, headphones in, yeah, you know, like I hear everything goes on in the background for Matthew. And it yeah, always know, so sounds sure like it's, it's and, like picks up fast and the furious Tokyo drift outside of his apartment. Kind of all right.
1: Like... So you got to fight through that. You got to fight it for it, through it a little bit. It's not seeing it to run them over. But make an effort. So Aiden, really good game tonight. I feel like he wasn't fed a course in the third quarter at all. He didn't get any touches. He finished, what was he, 14-6 and six at halftime. Am mm-hmm. I like, right? Here we go. Good game, man. It's yep. um, it's a three-point lead by the Pelicans. But right now, the Suns are out rebounding them 26-23, to 23, which is good. Aiden's holding it down. Mm-hmm. Third quarter was okay, but he just never got the ball. Booker was trying to work himself in the game so much that he was not feeding D.A. D.A. was kind of just like there, and he wasn't getting the ball. Like, we, we talk about this all the time. And then there was times where D.A. was in bad positioning as for the ball. It's like, you're way too low again. There's mm-hmm. no good angles there. You can't get the ball. They were forcing it to him. And then E.J. always says, he always says, like, you got to find a way to give him the ball. It's like, yeah, I understand that. But D.A. needs to make himself more available. So <clears throat> what D.A. did tonight was great, but it didn't follow through the whole game. So this is, like, the next step. This is what I'm looking for from Maiden is at the end of the third when the Suns are kind of – They're down and out. They're losing big. He does hang his head a little bit. He doesn't try as hard. All right. Until Chris Paul gets him back into the game, and it's a three or four-point game. Then DA comes back into the game after a course of rest. Maybe he was tired. He comes back. He feels better. And then all of a sudden, when they start losing again, he starts pointing at things. He starts going, like, I don't know what's going on defensively. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? You don't know what's going on. Like, there, I obviously there's mishaps here or there, but. I'm telling you, man. There's just parts of the game where if he fills that void, where we need that energy, where he needs to pick himself up, then we win these kinds of games. Where he can match a guy like Zion, he can be that guy that can. I'm not saying can be Zion, but he can match the energy because we need that. You can't just rely on the teammates to get you back in the game, and then okay, now, now we're that. back in. Now, now I can play. And I'm not, I'm not ragging on him the whole game. He did really good. It's just when he got when the Suns were losing, he's like, oh, here we go again. They're making threes. Some teammates aren't rotating. I'm not rotating. I'm not actually going to the perimeter to defend as well. Like, that's what was happening tonight, man. So that's what frustrates me, is that if we have that extra ounce, we probably make this a better game in the end. Maybe he goes to overtime or something crazy. It just DA can't rely on his teammates too much for their energy and for them to get him back in the game. He has to go do it himself. He has to fucking make a difference like a Zion does out there. See,
0: this is where I'll, I'll go against that because I think that – No player in the NBA is on every single play. No one. And I think with DA, as Suns fans, when we see plays where he's not on, which can be 10% of the time, which can be 25% of the time, which can be 75% of the time, it's under a magnifying glass for us because we notice it. And tonight I felt like he was on probably about 80 to 90% of all of the different plays. I feel like he was doing everything he can to make himself available. You know, like Hay.Zero says in the chat, says, DNA needs to make himself available at all times. I think he tried, you know, not every play is going to be run specifically for him, especially in a guard-centric offense. But I think he was doing a fantastic job of trying to make himself available. And it's like the Suns, they'd set a pick and roll. He would roll, and they'd realize late that they need to pass it to him. And by that time, the the defender had recovered. And it happened multiple times, especially with CP and a few times with Book, where he just, they, they weren't looking to pass right away. And like Cameron Payne, they had that one play out of the timeout where Cameron Payne did that. And then there was one play because they had done it so few times through the thir- first three quarters. In the third quarter, Chris Paul t- threw a turnover because he threw it too far. He threw it too far over him, and Da had stopped rolling on that play. And I remember that play specifically because I'm like, people are going to be like, Da didn't give effort on that play. It's like, no, Da's tired of giving effort, and no one rewarding him for his effort. So on a play, True. like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow it up because I know CP is going to throw it. So I'm going to put myself in rebounding position. Cause if I don't, I'm going to run myself out of bounds. So that's mm-hmm. my, problem. like, I feel like he's given the appropriate amount of effort again, knowing that no one gives effort hundred percent on every play. No one does Jose Alvarado, maybe, you know, cause it takes a lot of effort to flop around like a fish, like a, like a fish coming out of a Pelican's mouth. But I think that DA in this game was the most consistent, was the most solid, did everything he could, given the fact that this is a very, very tough team to rebound against. And he wasn't getting very much help on the rebounding end, you know, Torrey Craig, who's supposed to, you know, he's, he's unfortunately for the, for the poor guy, but he's going to be taking on that four role until we can get some, but someone better in there, you know, he ends with five rebounds. Mikael Bridges has five rebounds. Chris Paul ends up with eight, but 14 from Deandre Ayton of our 37. I and mean, he was doing everything he can. He was just overmatched with Valanchunas. With Zion Williamson, who we'll talk about, with Larry Nance crashing the boards on every play. I mean, he just—I I, I can't put anything in any way, shape, or form—a question his effort, his ability. Uh, I questioned the teammates around him tonight. I feel like they were trying to get themselves going and not feed the big fella. And I—and and, feed the big fella—that's what—that's what the Pelicans did. Like Zion, you just go off because Zion can take the ball from the perimeter and just go at anybody and do whatever he wants yeah you gotta give him the ball tory craig's pat interior passes were fucking dog shit tonight in fact he gets his drop but he gets his old sh- he, he gets the shitty version well could i drop. can i oh, say some more about Aiden? yes you can okay yes, so can.
1: here's the thing is like anytime i'm talking about the things i see it there and i get frustrated it's like oh leave him alone but it's like it's not that it's not like i was like da was shit tonight okay there are just things i see where i'm frustrated myself i'm like those are things he can improve on. There's nothing wrong with that. Even if you're watching the broadcast, EJ's talking about there's two possessions where he goes up strong in a row, two offensive rebounds, and he gets a foul. And, and EJ's saying it's like if he keeps doing that, yeah, the good things will happen. But how many times do we say that? So we say that all the time, right? So that's just, that's just me. That's what everyone's just saying is like those things need to continue to happen. That's what I'm saying. This isn't about DA didn't get the ball enough, all this bullshit, all that. I'm just saying when he does have the chance, he needs to make the most of it. And when he does, like those that time he goes up strong and gets a foul, which he never does, mm-hmm. then people see like, okay, if you do this, that's all you need to do, man. And he had this little stop-pop floater that was perfect yes. right before the rim. It was the best shot I've ever seen him shoot. So those two things, man, if he has those, he's unstoppable down there. So just things that I just noticed, man, it's not – it's nothing like he cost us a game or anything like that. No, just, no, not, to, not these are no. just things I, I like to talk no, I about. I get it, him, I get it. We and he's it's our called, guy right now. It's called Aiden Watch. It's you, oh, you I were, watch. You close. were watching Aiden,
0: so that's what happened. Yes, but but I'll tell you this, Tory Craig.
1: Craig, I wouldn't feel comfortable lending you two hundred dollars without a job.
0: Man, his passes to we were pissing me off all night. He ends with three turnovers. Every member, every <laughs> Phoenix Suns had three turnovers minus Mikael Bridges, who only had one, but he had five personal fouls. Uh, Torrey Craig just, I don't know what it is with him at eight, but he cannot pass him the ball. He looked bad tonight. Ends yeah. up when four of seven from beyond the arc, mind you, was clutching in that fourth quarter in which the Phoenix Suns outscored the New Orleans, Pel- the New Orleans Pelicans 35-33. to 33. I don't want to spend much time on Craig. He doesn't deserve the time tonight. Just
1: Oh, what? I thought he was – he hit some threes tonight, but everyone was kind of going off tonight, dude. I I thought he looked good. I know those passes suck, but that's always a thing is, like, how does anybody give DA the ball? Like, it, no one can fucking give him the ball. Like, Why can no one give him you, the ball? They have to be seven feet tall. And especially when Craig's covered by Zion, it's impossible to pass the ball. Zion's just, like – he's, like, at the volleyball net, ready to bat it down every time he throws it up to him. So it's impossible. But, dude, I thought he had, like – He had like the two assists early that were nice. Like he seemed like he was moving the ball around the facility, the cylinder pretty well with the offense. So it wasn't bad. I just, I like when him and a Kogi are playing together. I love Craig right now. I just, when it's weird watching the fourth quarter and like you have DA and Craig talking and then he's ignoring them defensively, kind of not talking to him. Then you want to know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, that would be so interesting just to know, like what are you guys going back and forth with? And then also like
0: some hard knocks, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, Phoenix Suns Hard Knocks because don't watch the Cardinals that Hard Knocks, hard. man. Nothing happens, depressing. right? It's yeah, just, but no, it, show it, it shows the highlights of the game, and I just get pissed. Yeah, I start watching. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is the one we lost to Seattle. Up, we're gonna lose. Oh, we're gonna
1: lose this. Oh, we're yeah, gonna gonna by, go by the Niners. That, it's dude.
0: not fun. It's not. I just yeah. started watching. It's not fun.
1: Hey, have Julius Randall try to um, throw some pass. He can pass pretty good. Oh God, get out at here. the four. Get get out of here with the
0: Randall. Talk the right side of the evening for the Phoenix Suns was Chris Paul. 24 points, 7 of 14 from the field, 6 of 9 from beyond the arc. He also had 8 rebounds, 7 assists, did have 3 turnovers. But Chris Paul, it was nice to see him back and playing and, and realizing Book ain't got it. I've got to be that offensive presence. And how he could provide an offensive presence. Yeah,
1: sorry, dude. I didn't know you were stopping right there. I thought you were just doing a little burp. <laughs> like I did do going. a little burp, but I muted myself. <laughs> um, yeah, this is actually like his like real welcome back game. Um, yes. They left him open from three, so he just had to make sure that they paid for it, and they did. Um, he was the only reason we had a chance in this game, man. That was it. Mm-hmm. Him and those threes, he was unstoppable. Um, the assists, of course, really weren't really there, but I think when he has a shot down like that, you can't really tell him no. He just has to keep shooting it um and like someone was asking too what he was asking the or what he was telling the the referee before um, yeah halftime we yeah yeah you know he's having a talk with him and the rest like okay like what do you even tell the ref right there like it's something about alvarado i'm sure and when alvarado came in the ref had like a talked with him for like two minutes yeah before he handed cp3 the ball like hey you gotta calm down man calm down oh what's that i've never seen that before it well, was it's like pro- it's probably something
0: it's probably go- chris paul going to the the official and just be like, listen, man, like, I don't know how you don't know this about Jose Alvarado, but this guy, if you look at him cross-eyed, he goes flying because he's a small guy. And that's what he did the whole game is he literally would just run to the lane and just jump into somebody and scream. Like they'd show a replay. And as he's getting ready to jump into like Mikael Bridges, he's like, "Ah!" he's like starting (laughs) to yell before he's even jumped. So it's like, my assumption is, He was trying to inform the referee of how to do his job in a tactful manner. It's like, hey, man, like, how could you be so fucking stupid to fall for this guy's shit every time? And I loved it at the end when he when when Alvarado went down like he was JFK in Dallas, 1963, and they didn't call it next to DeAndre. And I was like, finally, a little bit of justice. You know, he's he there's the one play where he got the foul. He's on the ground grabbing his face like his nose is broken and then he realizes, like, oh, I got the foul. I can get right up. It's just, it's, I don't know how. It's, it's, it's a moot conversation. But I don't know how the the NBA continues to allow that kind of stuff to happen. Like that kind of shit should be fined, you know. But it just, it isn't. Yeah. So whatever.
1: Yeah, no. But you have to admit, like Alvarado in the second quarter, he kind of carried that team. He kind of turned things around. It was a closer game, Um, but for a moment there, like Alvarado with the offense is he's really good, man. Moving the ball around. Uh, hitting the three, of course, defensively, mm-hmm. always being a pest. So he is the most punchable guy right now. For sure. A punchable face. But well, the he nice also, thing
0: about him, is when you punch him in the face, like, you know, you're going to get some blood. You think so?
1: Why? Oh, is I know. So so. Or what?
0: Yeah, I just, I feel like he's got a very breakable nose. It's was like Manage Noble. Manage Noble. You know, if you socked him once, like, that nose would just bust. That's why it's called Manage Your Nosebleed.
1: Yeah, no, no, I understand, man. Um, I'm sure he's got punched a lot, and that's why he's here. But he does look like a little kid, man. He he looks like a kid whenever uh, he gets upset. It's very hard to watch. It's worse than watching Doncic because yes. this guy is like another level of annoyance when he's with the refs. I just well, he can't looks stand like to your, watch. he
0: looks like your little brother after you say something to him. He's like, Mom, Dad, you'll never guess what John said. No, you don't understand. He's like crying. I'm like I had those little brothers. So I annoying. never had one. Yeah, I know you didn't. Well. Um, Brooklyn could be your little brother. But I I think one of the most annoying things for me in this game is something that I'll talk about right after this small little commercial from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money, and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. I think the thing that frustrates me the most is the fact that the Suns shot 22 of 44 from beyond the arc in this game. 50%, Matthew. And they lose by 11 points.
1: Yeah, that's nasty.
0: That's just frustrating, because it's not every day you're going to go out there and get a 50% from beyond the arc 22 made free throws. And to the the Pelicans, 8. You know, so mathematically, so we had, what, 66 points from beyond the arc. They had 24. So we outscored them from beyond the arc by 42 points. And we lose the game.
1: Yeah, well. They
0: they have four more shots than we did. And obviously, you know, the free throws, they made 28. We made 9. So that's plus 19 for them. But it's just frustrating when these games happen.
1: Yeah, I thought when the when the threes were going down, especially when they were just like in the fourth, they couldn't miss. I was like, okay, they're gonna win this game and we're gonna look back on it and be like, dude, they couldn't miss. So what's gonna happen when those don't go down? We lose by 20, and we still lost by 10. It's because the Pelicans, they have that energy, they have they have the the thing that the Suns don't have is the chemistry right now because I don't remember the Suns mm-hmm. really complaining too much on the court to each other, really talking that much. I never seen book looking so disinterested like the the pelicans are so young and they're they're ready for it man they they know that people are now i feel like this last week saying they're actual contenders and they are for sure they're they're absolutely contenders they even have increment in tonight it's not like you're gonna say like ingram comes back and then all of a sudden he like takes so much out of the pelicans offense for being a black hole or anything he's not that guy at all anymore he's absolutely gonna make that offense even way better than it is right now yeah. so It's scary. It's scary because usually when guys are missing, you're like, "Oh, they're coming back." It sucks. Like, it's gonna ruin their chemistry. It's like, no, dude, Ingram makes that team better. This team plays defense. They have size. They're athletic. They're unstoppable. Like, it seems like they're playing seven guys against five out there. It's what it feels like. It's it's nasty. It just shows you how bad. And all of a sudden, it's like the Suns look so old out there. They look old. Like, you're not wrong. They're twenty years older from last year, the year before.
0: You're not wrong, and and you couple that with the fact that they had 17 turnovers in this game which left led to 23 points for the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans only had 11 turnovers. They were outbeat on the glass. The Pelicans had 23 second chance points to the Suns' 9. Those are the killers. That's that's what reminds us of the first round last year was those second chance points. And here's the biggest one. And this is going to lead into our Zion conversation cuz it's the Zion conversation needs to have, needs to be had points in the paint what do you think this the statistic was points in the paint matthew
1: oh dude so i looked at it earlier um okay. i think it's, it was like 60 to 28 or something like that
0: it was 72 to 38 okay 72 to, they nearly doubled this points in the paint yeah not too bad <laughs> a big part of that obviously is zion williamson and and the way that he just at will gets to the cylinder anytime he wants. He was 13 of 17 from the field, 35 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal. And I don't even know how many fouls he drew, but he was, I mean, nine of 12 from the free throw line. We, I remember having this conversation because when's the last time we saw Zion was it the beginning of last year.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. I felt like they'd never even played each other. I felt like Zion and Aiden never went head-to-head. It's just so like it was for forever.
0: Early last year, I remember it was like the second or third game of the season. When the Suns started 1-4 and four last year, one of those games was against New Orleans. They blew us out of the arena, and Zion Williamson was one of the main reasons why. Zion Williamson is one of the main reasons why we lost tonight. Zion Williamson is one of the reasons why this team is unbelievably dangerous this year. Because when crunch time hits, he can get to the cylinder at will. And if he's not scoring points, he's getting to the free throw line. And you can't fucking stop it, dude. There's no stopping Zion. There just isn't. You could throw the doubles at him all you want. <sighs> Guy's good, man. Guy's good. Yeah.
1: When EJ is out there, he's saying, like, hey, make this guy a pass or something. What are you talking about? Like, if you double him, he's going to split it. If you go at him with one guy at the perimeter, he's going to, he's going to split you in half, just go right through you, man, right to the basket. And he did that over and over again. And the thing that he just glides through the air, he just makes sure that he keeps the ball high and away from the defender and he glides through the air, nice and gentle Spins off quick. the glass. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful game he has. He's unstoppable. And I thought you are going to say, like, Zion's the reason why the Suns need to make a trade. Like, when you're looking at this team and you're like, who can beat this team right now? I mean, maybe out east, you can say, of course, the Giannis led Bucks, or else the Tatum led Celtics. They can probably beat them, maybe. But right now, I'm telling you, Pelicans. Did I pick them to be the number one seed, or did I pick? Um, oh, I picked Zion to win MVP. You yeah, think I think that you did
0: be- Zion for MVP. I think. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's going to be interesting because Jason Tatum is playing out of his mind right now. True. Yeah, he, and least coast bias, will take care of that. And that team is disgusting. So, but Zion's, he will start to shoot up a lot of those uh, MVP boards, if you will. The team is now 6 0 without Brandon Ingram. So, Zion, the way that he's been playing in the space that's been vacated by Brandon Ingram is MVP level. And again, you, you you can't stop the guy. You simply can't stop him. There's nothing you can do to his physicality. As you mentioned, his quickness, uh, his celebrations could use a little work every time after a dunk, like he's got that look on his face, like somebody farted. He's just,
1: yeah. I like that one though, dude. You know, I don't know. I like it. I like I when don't... people fart. It's funny. So if you're going to act like someone farted and may take it seriously, that's even funnier. I guess so I, like I, okay. I, I didn't it. look, I
0: didn't look at it through that lens. But I still think that you know, if Jose Alvarado farted or something like that, you know, I, I feel like it'd be like a, ferp, you know, be a little, be like, it'd be like r- rubbing <laughs> a little,
1: little, little So
0: I don't know. But I mean, Zion, <laughs> Kiko in the chat yeah, fart. Oh, I didn't, uh, yeah, we, 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 I we clicked saying, it at the yeah, same We're both immature.
1: Oh, fart, 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 dunk. dunk. Someone said fart. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: say fart. We laugh. Uh, but again, I just he's unstoppable, man. This this team is deep. They're scary. We yeah, knew it last year yeah. when we played them in the playoffs, we're like, Fuck. They don't have Zion. And this team, what we saw in the playoffs last year was a building block for the Pelicans. I'm not surprised that they have the number one seed in the Western conference right now. They've always scared me. Uh, and I think that they are the best team in the Western conference. I really do. They're deep. The one thing they're missing is a quality starting point guard. They put Dyson Daniels, the rookie in there tonight. Uh, but, if they got if they went and got like a Mike Conley, which they could completely do, because they got all the picks. That's the other side of this. Like not only do they have this great team, but this, they got this this smorgasbord of picks for Anthony Davis that they're just sitting on right now. So they're gonna get better even next year. So they can go out and if they if they want like a Mike Conley to bring him in and have him put up 20, 25 minutes a night and just help them from a facilitation standpoint, the team gets even sicker. This is why I was thinking about this today when I was driving home, getting ready. You know, I'm like, okay, sons are playing the, the Pelicans tonight. And I was thinking, I'm like, this is why last year sucks so bad because like that was our window because we knew that the Pelicans oh, were coming. Yeah. And the Pelicans are here, buddy. And they're fucking it was, good.
1: It was like, that was our window. But we looked at the Pelicans and we're like, well, we're not going to beat anybody else. If we can't get pets because we thought it was going to be easy. And then we played them and we were like, whoa, this team is tough. They're, and- they're a coming. And there's no way we can going to beat the Warriors. So it's it's weird how things change so quickly, man, because it might have been our window. So who knows? It's not looking good, dude,
0: at all. Well, and it brings us to the, hey, James Jones, what are you going to do conversation? Because uh, yeah. I think who, who tweeted out yesterday, I think it was Chris Haynes says that um, 73% of the league is now tradable or something like that. And then on the 15th, the rest of the league becomes tradable. So the ability to finally make some transactions is becoming available. A lot of players are now opened up following summer free agency team, player signing with new teams, transactions occurring over the summer that put new players in new locations. So with Jay Crowder, because you got to remember, we have $10,000 or $10,000, $10 million that's just sitting at home right now. And you got to get something to do that. You got to get something to fill that void. You got to get something that's going to assist this team and take some pressure off of other players. And 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 Mario Lopez, I see in the chat, man. He wants Is this a joke? I think it's a joke, wants, right? He, he wants Colin Sexton so bad. And I'm so anti Colin Sexton. I don't there's no no I don't want Colin Sexton. Do you want Colin Sexton, Matthew? Yes or no? No. End of that conversation. Fantastic. He also says Vando. And I honestly think that Jared Vanderbilt from the Utah Jazz would be a great fit. But I don't think that Utah's in sell mode, Matthew. I really don't. They're they're a team that has surprised probably themselves. Uh, but they're in the sixth seed. They're 15-12. and 12. They're winning games. They just yeah, beat the Warriors.
1: They're winning games. Why would they
0: be in sell mode right now? Yeah,
1: and I think they, they, they hold assets. on to it. They hold on to the team. I don't think they do anything this year at all. I don't think you try to get anybody. I don't think you try to sell anybody. You just try to stick through it. And get this momentum. Get the fan base behind you. They have those new nice colors, new new uniforms. Everything's looking good in Utah. Just go through the season. It's a fun season for them. It's like our yeah, bubble. And and it's like our A-game bubble. Yeah, yeah. You remember the A-game bubble? You're like, Oh, this is fun, but we need someone else. We need somebody else. We, we need got Chris him. Paul. Now he's old. and Now he's fucking Kardashian. So I don't even know what's going <laughs> on anymore. I swear to God, if this team is just fucked up because of the Kardashians, why, why do we... It's even weird seeing, like, a son. Like, when Kanye posted that, it's like, wait, Chris Paul? It's just weird to see a son in the news like that. Because we're the you know sons.
0: Because I mean? we're the sons. What about Julius Randle? You know, that was one of the things. Somebody, right? Somebody tweeted out. I think it was NBA, uh, at NBA Trade Rumors on Twitter, tweeted out something about the – this happens every day. Like, if you, if you hang out on Twitter, if you're bored at work and you just pop on Twitter, somebody somewhere who has a little bit of validity – To their Twitter account, I'll be like, rumor has it that the Suns were talking to Kuzma today. Rumor has it that James or Julius Randall's the guy. Rumor has it. Rumor rumor has it. Rumor has it. It's just like an Adele song. Julius Randall, let's have
1: the conversation. Yeah. Yay or nay.
0: Um, That's a a slack notification.
1: Okay. So yeah, it was. I'm thinking (laughs) though, okay, so Randall, I do, I do like. And it's funny because his contract's not that bad. 23, 25, 27 years million a year so what you're getting with him and his peak season he had three years ago with the Knicks when he's an all-star so he's only 28 right now what did he that year he was like 24 like uh, 10 rebounds six mm-hmm. assists it was it was nasty more points than that i think but it was a great year for him and there was like a new fresh beginning so everyone's kind of like ah, i don't know about randall i don't know either because he gets frustrated when they're losing but he's never been on a team where it's led by like a Devin Booker, Chris yeah. Paul, not tonight's Devin Booker. That was a weird Devin Booker, but a Devin Booker and Chris Paul, <laughs> alternate teach universe, him. teach Devin him. The, yeah. Teach him the game, but he's a scorer. He can get you out of some trouble. He can be a big body down there for rebounds when he has a winning team behind him. I think he can be the guy to help you get wins. Like tonight, I think he can go in there be a big body. I think he could be a guy that could score and God knows we need another score. Cause honestly, we never really rely on Chris Paul this year at all from scoring. We were, he's been closing out quarters for us, fourth quarters for us for forever, right? This year it's been different. He obviously started slowly, got injured. Now he comes through and he helps us, but doesn't finish the game off because he does no help. But when Booker's hot, then you win this game because you have a hot you have a good Booker and a good Chris Paul. But now it's like if we have Chris Paul that's scoring his ass off and Booker can't help, we need an extra guy. We just need that extra score. It's Randall can be that guy, I think. And you don't have to give up much. It could be like a Jay Crowder, Shamit, and it can be um who it doesn't have to be that much. Give it could pick. be a couple dudes. Yeah. And then New York would be like, okay. Because New York right now, I think they're, are they 14 and 14 or something? I forget. They're like 500. So they might be below 500 by a little bit. I'll look it up. But
0: yeah, the Knicks are 13 and 13. So yeah, they're, okay. they're exactly. I was close. Yeah, you're 500. I mean, uh, he's averaging 21.6, 8.8 rebounds, 6.6 defensive rebounds, 3.5 assists. Uh, He's shooting from beyond the arc 33%. You know, that that year where he got the the all-star selection and the bag, if you will, that was the aberration. He was 41% from beyond the arc. So if you get Julius Randle, you're not looking for that. But what you're adding is a little bit of physicality. He's so physical that he knocked... Cameron Johnson out of like 15 games last year, remember? I mean it was yeah. it was him. It was Julius Randle. I'm like if if I was to rank guys that I'd be interested in, he would be on the list. He would be on probably top 5 on my list cuz he addresses a need for the Phoenix Suns. The Suns need a power forward. As much as we appreciate what Tory Craig has been doing, we need that on the bench because the bench is putrid right now in my opinion. There's no consistency when Josh and scoring 28 points, you're like, what the fuck's going on? But I mean, like tonight, we got outscored. I think it was like 56 to 29 from the bench. 56 to 29. You need to put Tory Craig back on the bench. You need to bring somebody like a Julius Randle. I'm, you know, my number one guy is Kyle Kuzma. That's just what it comes down to. But I think of when I think of Kuzma, I think he fits into the mentality of the Phoenix Suns of finesse. And that's the issue with this team right now is we're too goddamn finesse heavy. We don't get to the rim. We don't put ourselves in a position to put the opposition in foul trouble. So, I mean, that's literally one of the... The primary reason why the Pelicans won tonight is because they just lived at the line because they were the aggressors. They know how to get to the line. So there's like, you know what? We're just going to go and just hang out at the line. You know, like Devin Booker leads the Phoenix Suns with 6.4 free throw attempts per game. Number two on that list is Chris Paul, three point one, and that was through eleven games. And then DeAndre Ayton with two point seven. Julius Randle gets Julius Randall gets to the line five point eight times. Give me somebody who's going to get to the rim and at least put the, himself in a position in which he can generate some of those points. Because I've talked about in the past, like free throw shooting is you, you need to get to the line if you're in uh, in the playoffs. Like you just have to, and like even Kyle Kuz. He's three point seven, you know, so he's he's not nearly as physical. Uh, that and he's averaging twenty point six points, so you're getting the same point production, but you're getting it in kind of a different manner. And just so you know, Kuzma, he shoots thirty percent from beyond the arc. He's worse than than Julius Randall. So I can understand the Randall debate, and I'm I, I find myself leaning that way because I look at the identity of this Phoenix Suns team, and I don't like the identity, and I feel like Randall will add a physicality to this team. Yes. That we haven't seen since fucking like Antonio McDice was on the team. Now, don't get me wrong, like Mario Stoudemire Mario Mario was definitely physical, so I'm saying him. But like, give me some.
1: We need some fucking physicality. Yeah, Here. you need some nasty. He's he's a nasty guy. You need that.
0: Yes, we need um, some nasty.
1: It, it's when they like we've been blown out so much lately. Well, I forget what it's like to have like a close game in the end. I feel like he's a guy that can help in those. He can make it close in the end. He can make sure that we get good shots. I'm telling you, like he's a guy that can give you second chances. He's a decent passer. Like he's he, for a big man, he does it all, and he just needs to be on a winning team, dude. I don't know why I've—I mean, I've always loved him, but I don't know why he falls off so far. I think it's because of just his bad seasons he's had with New York. But if he plays along, DeAndre, that'd be crazy because I know you wouldn't have to give up anybody big like Mikhail, Cameron Johnson, no one like that. So if you got Randall, he would be at the four, and Cameron Johnson comes back, he would be on the bench again, obviously, because you couldn't get Randall. And tell me, hey, no, you're gonna be a bench player. That's not mm-hmm. going to work. You're not going to send McHale no, no, to the no. bench. Actually, no. I would love to see Cameron Johnson and Randall play next Aiden. But you starters. could have you could have That'd those awesome. lineups, yeah, right? You like
0: you, you have some of those flexibility, some of that flexibility. So I don't know how much validity to this to this team is or to to this rumor is, but it's it's a thought. And Black Sunday in the chat, <laughs> he's like, "Y'all think Randall no. will turn this team this team around?" You know, and a bunch of laughs. I guys. don't like, think anything. No, but we need to do something. You can't tell yeah. me that that this team looks like they can go out and win the West or win a series in the playoffs right now. No, you I have don't trust to, the team at all. You, you can't. So so you, as Suns fans, creatively, we have to start thinking of things because James Jones isn't gosh darn it. James Jones is No, isn't
1: we're, not gonna we're not going to get any. I don't see anything. We just need KD. We need him. If we want to win a championship, now we need KD. That's it. So –
0: yeah, and not gonna and those, happen though. Th- those Nets, you know, they're up to fifteen and twelve themselves. Yeah, they're winning. Win winning cures games. everything. Winning cures, cures everything, all. and it's, and and it brings up weird conversations on the Suns Jam Session podcast because we're losing right now, and it's not pretty, and we're playing this team again come Sunday. So, Matthew, well, I know you you were hanging out on yeah, Subreddit, so it'd be interesting to hear what the New Orleans Pelicans fans were. Thinking of this game, especially considering that this is a team that was eliminated by the Suns last offseason. The Suns jam session subreddit Reddit stakeout. Whoa! What up? What up? What's up, dude? You What's up? See what I'm What's at up? Too, I'm over
1: here, just looking the What's up sub All right, so <laughs> Let's get out of here. So- uh so I don't know if this is actually a compliment or what this means, but eating out there looking like a street magician magician. What does that mean? Is that something bad? I just he's, I put that out there because he's juggling. There, is that what it is? Perhaps. So he couldn't keep the ball. Yeah, he's sucked tonight, right, guys? <laughs> 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 I'm just joking. Fucking Lucy, always dogging eating every chance he can. <laughs> Fucking Lucy. Oh, this is crazy. Like can't get a whistle. Hard to travel when you get pushed on that pump fake. That's when Alvarado was going at the ref, when he traveled and yeah. they said he got pushed. And no. at that time, like, I mean, they've led the free throw attempts the whole game, but what are they talking about? Not getting calls. Oh, shut up. Don't know. even go there. I don't even don't think even about fouling anymore. That's how bad we are as Suns as Suns players, dude. Like we don't get to the line at all. So I don't even think about it.
0: And it's a reminder, um, Suns fans, the Phoenix is 28th in the league in free throw attempts. I think they average 20 a night. So it's just like, Again, why do we have the Randall conversation? Because we we need somebody to get us to the fucking rim and get us to yeah, the line, yeah. and we just we don't have those guys. Devin Booker doesn't we get don't. calls. Chris Paul, now that he's back, isn't necessarily going to get a bunch of opportunities at line because he's trying to avoid contact because he's old. And DeAndre Ayton plays away from contact, good batter and different. If that guy had five free throw attempts a, a night, five, because what they say Zion averages like ten. You know, if he had five, if D A had five free throw attempts a night, he would be averaging twenty two points a I game. I fucking hate D A. What? <laughs> oh, I'm in disguise. I'm not really. Who's, in, right who, now, who's this new guy? This new guy who replaced Lissy over here, who
1: was hanging out in the yeah. subreddit stakeout, he's clearly anti DA. <laughs> I need to get this guy <laughs> out of here. I want Lissy back. Oh, dude. If Jose gets another 30 point game, I'm naming my nuts Jose and Alvarado. So <laughs> that's pretty good, huh? Matthew, do you have your nuts named? I <laughs> do not, man. I don't have any.
0: I have no comeback for that. That's well
1: well played. So yeah, nut, nut, Nutless uh non-lissy over here. Nutless uh oh, man. Uh Zion moving grown men like toddlers. How do you how do you not say that at every subreddit? Someone has to say that because that guy, it's insane. Like we seen not it for fair. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not because he takes over a whole quarter and he goes on his own runs and just destroys the team. Well the other Can't thing is like, like Shaq.
0: It is. It's. It's like, and he doesn't foul people offensively because he's so goddamn quick. Oh, if so, if somebody comes to not. set a charge, he does the spin move. Yeah. And like nine times out of ten, the whistles that were called on him were valid. So it's like it's not even. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like like Joel Embiid flops. Joel Embiid, he does a lot of the. He'll he'll throw the sh- the shiver, the forearm shiver into people, and do the push off, and then fall down and make it look at this whole production. Zion's like, I'm going at that fucking rim. Try to stop me. And then when you try to stop him, you have to foul him to do it, and he ends up at the line. So it's like that's
1: that's that's the challenge. It's just he's he's too much. Un- it's he's, there's no flopping in him. He's just he's just no. Saying, oh, and you can't movies. really hate him. You just like Tatum, dude. You can't hate the guy. Like we usually come on here and talk about stars, like we fucking hate this guy, yeah, like Luca or something. Like Luca. But you can't hate this guy. It's no, just nothing but respect. No. Nah rest favoring the Suns now. Someone said that when the free Get throw the- attempts were 13 and 19 in Pell's favor. Oh, well. I don't even, I don't even know when that happened. Like I see this all the time sometimes I'm like wait, what are we watching? It's because totally every game. team
0: always bitches about the officiating against them. Yeah. But as Suns fans, I feel like it's a little bit more valid again considering statistically they they make the the 28th most uh free throw attempts per game. And let's see. They give up uh for the opposition shoots the let's pull it up free throw attempts. Free throw attempts stop fucking ads. Uh 21st. So the opposition shoots four more free throw attempts per game than the Phoenix Suns. From a personal foul standpoint, they're the Suns commit 23 or uh, 21.4 a game. The opposition, 20.4. So we technically only get called for one more foul per game. It's every fan base feels like the uh, the refs are against them.
1: Yeah, always. It's going to be a thing. They just control the game. So whatever, dudes. Next one. Suns were always going to make a run. This is a really, really good team. We're playing. That's, they're That's all so this, nice. All this... Oh,
0: how, how, how sweet we're not of them. Good.
1: We're not good no. at all. We're terrible. Yeah,
0: don't, don't lie to us. We but this probably like w- was talking about in that. Uh, fourth quarter. The Phoenix Suns in the fourth quarter, just for those of you who didn't watch, were nine of 12 from beyond the arc. Never nine again. of 12, and we lost by
1: 11. It's fucking disgusting, dude. CP3 this season averages nine points per game, 25% from three. Of course, day he shows up. Yeah, and otherwise... And it's it- also his 12th game played this season, so... Yeah, exactly. E- eat my nuts, Jose and Alvarado. So, Najee mother flocking Marshall. Najee Marshall... Pretty good player for them. Everyone's right? good on
0: their team, dude. They're Every so rookie good. they get—that's why the I was like, money. They're
1: always long. They always hustle. They always yes. annoy the crap out of me. And we it's didn't even not see like, Herb
0: Jones tonight.
1: No, yeah, he's the one that can. Oh my! This team's mm-hmm. gonna win it all this year. Uh this team is a contender. That was the last one. Wow. There it is. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of
0: speaking of winning it all, if anybody's interested, as right now. What their odds? Their odds. What their odds are on DraftKings relative to winning it all? Let's see. Futures. You can go to uh, DraftKings and use promo code TBPN or whatever. Uh, champion. The New Orleans Pelicans currently are. The Suns are plus one thousand. So that means if you put hundred bucks, you win a thousand bucks on it. The New Orleans Pelicans. Where are they on here? This is great radio slash TV. They're plus 2,800, dude. Wow. They're plus 2,800 to win the championship.
1: Put some money down, man.
0: Dude, put some money down on that. And thank you, Missy, or or, or, Laugh You Missy, for hanging out on the subreddit. The Suns Jam Session, subreddit stakeout. All right, folks. Time for the Jam Star.
1: Jam Star of the
0: Game. There's reminders, reminder, if, if you made it this far, hit that thumbs-up button. Help us out. Let everyone know where the original post-game podcast on Planet Orange is, and that's right here on the Sun's Jam Session podcast. Matthew, you go first.
1: Uh, I'm going to give it to Chris Paul. Kept us the in end. the game. For sure, like I, the thing is, like yeah, Da is gonna win it, sure. Nope. If Da has this kind of game, fucking finish it. Give us that extra level there, buddy, and get us the win. I'm just it's, saying. It's. I'm it's, just saying.
0: I I hear, and I'm just listening. Okay,
1: I'm just listening <laughs> to you as
0: you're just saying, yeah. and it's kind of it's it's kind of uh, across the board in the in the chat. You know, Brunus ninety two says Paul easy. Melissa Moore retorts, "Not Da." Cody says DA. He's working for it. Uh, Kiko gives it to DA as well. So everyone's saying DA. I think it's CP3. To see what we saw from CP3 tonight, after his injury, and after just a pure blowout against the Boston Celtics, to know that he still has that in him is huge for this team. Are we going to see it a lot? Probably not. Are we going to see it all the time? Probably not. But if we can see it every now and then, and Devin Booker has just a normal Devin Booker game, good things, great things can happen for this team. There's a lot to address with this team as well. The bench is really interesting right now. Uh, but CP3, to see him come back, he he gets my jam starting this one. I think he had a solid game. All right, up up next for the Phoenix Suns.
1: The New Orleans Pelicans again on Sunday afternoon. Groundhog your... day, huh? Oh man. What, do, what what time do they play on that? Like one thirty. Uh, yeah, one thirty. So right in the middle of football, we're gonna have um, football on one TV, we're gonna have basketball on the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna stop watching it by the third quarter again, probably, because we're gonna lose. So is that my <laughs> that's my prediction? There you go. I'm gonna stop watching it, stop taking notes at halftime like I usually do for these. And then, games. And then you and I out.
0: you and I will come on the podcast and we'll keep saying tonight and say fuck I meant to say today. Uh, because yeah. it's, it'll still be four o'clock and it'll be light outside. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I know how. I, I, and the Suns will lose. You know, they're loses of four of their last five games, and I can see it being you know five of the last six. Uh, interesting, Kenneth Payne in the chat. Suns always suck at day games. The Suns right now are undefeated on Sundays, four and zero. So they, they haven't. Really? Yeah, they have not lost wow. a day Sunday game. Just a fun, a fun food for fact, uh, or fact oh, for food, or what kind of food. I don't know. I was thinking like ribs. Okay. You know, maybe just barbecue spare ribs. No corn on them. Uh, I think it'd be delicious. So, you know, again, things will get really interesting. I'm hoping things get interesting this time next week. When we're sitting here on a Friday, hoping that maybe the Phoenix Suns, some way, shape, or form, have made some semblance of a transaction. Because they need to do something. We didn't talk about Landry Shamet, but he did not look good tonight. He's, now he's gone. He's, he's gone. Done. He's got He be. has to
1: be gone, done. He is. Yeah.
0: He's not. Literally,
1: he's not playing any kind of game. He's passing up threes. He's yep. not so driving. One thing loop, you bring him in here for. Not doing anything.
0: He's not doing anything. All he, does so, is he
1: has good passes. He passes around perimeter pretty crisp. That's Yeah. About it.
0: And he doesn't get assists because they don't shoot. Because they're like, oh, yeah. you.
1: Yeah, he's done. This team needs. It sucks, man. It's just. They need to change. That's well, how we knew it coming into the then. season.
0: This this team did not have the depth that we felt was appropriate. Yeah. You lose Cameron Johnson. You lose Chris Paul for a duration. Now that depth is being tested a little bit. And now we're playing some really good teams. And guess what? You're seeing what good teams look like. Boston and the Pelicans in three consecutive games were, ta- were taking on the top team in the conference. And we might end up going 0-3 against them. And that's just, you know, it's... It's a long season. There's peaks and valleys. But we're we're going through one of those valleys right now. And it sucks because it's Christmas time, and I just want to be happy, Matthew.
1: Yeah, you know what, though? You know, sports is just sports. It's not that big. Go home. Love your family. Do the good things for your family, dude. You'll feel better. You'll feel better about yourself. This is just a fucking game. We don't just think, though. These guys play basketball, and they get to go home and fuck Kardashians. We we have to to watch this shit, and we don't get any Kardashians, dude. That's a, that's the short end of the stick, man. There you go.
0: Perspective so, brought to you yeah, by the Suns so Jam Special Podcast.
1: Just don't give a
0: shit. On that's On that note, um that's it. That's it. We're done. Follow the show at Sun's Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew. And Matthew, I think you said it eloquently, so you can take us out. Yeah, go home and love your Kardashians. No, we don't get Kardashians. That's what's bullshit about this This is...